Welcome to Nye's Notes. I'm Jerry Nye, the Bible Guy. Going to start a new series starting today on I Am Statements. In the Gospel of John, seven times Jesus said, I Am. And we're going to do that series starting today. The first one is John chapter 6 and verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. The first time we heard this state was in the Old Testament. Moses was making excuses to God why he couldn't go and be the leader to bring, bring the Hebrews out of Egypt. In Exodus 3.14, he said, And God said unto him, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. There are seven I am statements in this gospel. The first one, I am the bread of life in John 6.35. What does that mean? And how does it apply us today? Number one, Jesus is the source of life. All things were made by him. John chapter 1, verse 3, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In Ephesians 3, 9, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Here's another verse, Colossians 1, 16, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Here's a third verse, Hebrews 1, 2. Hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. He made everything. He made all plant life on the third day of creation, Genesis 1. All animal, human life on the fifth and sixth day. In him was life. John 1, 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. There was a high regard for life in the Bible, not today so much. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. I ask this question in many churches that I teach and preach in. Does a man have a soul? The technical answer is no, a man doesn't have a soul. A man is a soul. He has a body. But you are a soul. That's the eternal part of you. Today, there's departure from that position. God help us. No respect of life today. Think about the abortions done in our country. Millions and millions of babies aborted. Ending life before God's time of birth. That's what abortion is. Ending life before God's time of birth. Then we have euthanasia as well. Ending life before God's time of death. Oregon was the first state to legalize physical assisted suicide. It was thought that other states would soon follow. Fourteen years later, Washington followed a lot of proposals to end life in our country. Life is from God, should be respected, protected, held sacred. I am pro-life. I'm pro-life for the unborn. I'm pro-life for the seniors also, as I am one. So Jesus, number one, is the source of life. Number two, Jesus is the sustainer of life. Bread is vital for life. In old-time prisons, men were given bread and water to keep them alive. I think if they did more of that today, men wouldn't go back out and, and recommit a crime because prison life wasn't so bad. No one is strong enough to live without food. Nobody can do that. When food runs out, life runs out shortly after that, doesn't it? God provides food to sustain life. Here's some examples. In Israel, is given food, given man in the wilderness to sustain life in the desert there. Elijah was given meat by the ravens, it was a dirty bird to them, but he ate the meat that the ravens brought to him, then sustained him through a widow during a time of famine in First Kings. 
God provides sunshine. God provides rain. God provides wisdom to grow crops and livestock to sustain life. He is the sustainer of life. Jesus gives and sustains eternal life as well, spiritual life. He was born in Bethlehem, called the house of bread. Common bread symbolizes broken body. Communion bread. 1 Corinthians 11:24. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. When we take communion, we have the unleavened bread, a symbol of his body. Now, how do you receive this bread of life? John 6, 35, our text verse, let me read it again. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. There it is, coming to him and believing on him. Two keys to receive this bread of life. Coming, that's confessing, I'm a sinner. In Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. That applies to you, friend. Everybody's in this verse. Romans 3.23, another same verse. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody's a sinner. I can probably count on one hand the people I've talked to in my lifetime, my spiritual life, that people said that they were sinners. So coming, confessing, coming to be humble, repentance. Luke 13.3, I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. I believe repentance is necessary for salvation. Acts 17.30, In the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. So, how do you receive this bread? Coming and believing, confessing that you're a sinner, willing to repent of your sins, and a heart sincerity and belief. Romans 10.9, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved. How do you receive this bread? Well, you got to come to him. Admit you're a sinner. Come to him in repentance. Being willing to turn from your sin. Help God, let God help you turn from your sin. And have a sincere heart belief. Romans 10.10 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Jesus is the source of life. He's the sustainer of life. Number three, Jesus is the satisfaction in life. John 6.35 again says, Shall never hunger, shall never thirst. Satisfaction from all other sources in life fail to satisfy for very long. They won't satisfy forever. Wealth, that won't satisfy. Sometimes that runs out. Fame, success, popularity will all fail to satisfy eventually. The Great Depression, wealthy men became poor. Famous actors get old and unused. Fame and popularity is gone. Athletes get injured. The athletes get too old to compete. Money wasted. Our worldly living is lost. You can't get it back. But Jesus can satisfy no matter how old you are, how young you are, how slow, how fast, how rich or how poor. If you're success or you're a failure, if you've got a high IQ or low IQ, Jesus can satisfy anybody. He satisfies our hunger and thirst spiritually. He's a real satisfaction in life. The old Rolling Stone song, I Can't Get No Satisfaction, that's not the Christian song, because we can get satisfaction in Christ. If you don't have Christ, friend, you'll never be satisfied with what this world has to offer. An inner thirst that doesn't get satisfied can lead to alcohol and drugs, can lead to lust and greed, sinful worldly lifestyle. I can't get no satisfaction in the world, but you sure can get it in Christ. These things don't have any long satisfaction. True satisfaction is only in Jesus Christ. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you tasted this bread? 
Oh, it's easy to get a bite. It's easy to swallow. Not complicated. It goes down real easy. Salvation is so simple. Have you shared this bread with anybody else? It is the bread of life. It's worth sharing, friend. Well, that's all for this first section. Jesus is the bread of life. He said, I am the bread of life. We've got six more statements to go. If you enjoyed this segment, uh, share it with other people. Help us get the word out. God bless you. Until next time, keep looking up.